Welcome to today's program, The Beauty of Grace, and I'm Pastor Pete Norris of Harvest Fellowship Church. We've been talking for the last two days about just believe and rest. Now, I want you to think about that a minute. It's much easier to defend what you've already got than try to get something that you don't have. And that's what the body of believers is trying to do. We're walking around and we're saying, I'm believing God. I'm trusting God that God's going to heal me in His time. Listen, guys, that's future tense. He didn't save you in His time. He saved you when you believed that you were saved. And when you grabbed hold that He died for your sins and resurrected that you'd have life. He already saw you as born again. He already saw you as saved and filled with the Holy Spirit. He already see you complete in Him. But you had to acknowledge that. And once you acknowledge that, you were absolutely perfected. You were absolutely clean. So it's much easier to defend what you've already got than try to get something that you don't have. And the church is full of people. I'm believing God. I'm believing God. Especially the faith people. I'm believing God that this is going to happen. I'm believing God that this is going to happen. If you believe it, then you have it. And you're not trying to get it. Big difference in trying to get it and having it. So when we talk about this movement of faith, we're talking about Jesus' resurrection and His power. Go to Hebrews 13 and 5. Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For He Himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we see here that in the actual transition of this word in the actual Greek, this is a double negative. What he's really saying is I will never, never, never leave you or forsake you. In other words, I can't leave you. I can't ever, never, 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 ever, ever, ever leave you or forsake you. Now, if you really believe that today, if you really hold on to that and trust in that, isn't it much easier to... to, to receive something that you defend something that you've already got than it is try to get something that you don't have and the church is walking around saying I'm going to get it I'm believing my faith I'm confessing I'm going to have it but there, I believe there's a there's a place we step into in the spirit that we know that we know that we know because you're not crying out every day Lord I, I'm going to get that salvation thing now I'm, I'm going to get that thing to where I'm going to be saved and, 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 and when God's willing and he's ready I'm going to get it that day no the moment you cried out he had already done the work and once you received what he had done it was automatically yours at that point in time. You didn't have to beg for it because it was a gift. So you had to do nothing to receive it except just believe what he said he done. And if he died that you could have life, then you got life. And he came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly, John 10, 10. How many of you know that you've got life and you've got life more abundantly? But if I look around at people today in the church and I look around at people in the world, it looks like sometimes the world's better off than the churches because the church is trying to believe, trying to get something. You know, people are coming to America, don't even know Jesus at all. They'll build a, a $10 million motel and trust trust that people's going to fill it up. And the church runs to it and fills it up, but the church can't build anything because we, we're struggling with, if, is it God's will? Is it God's will? Listen, when you hate something enough, the favor and blessings of what they got to lose? They've been broke. They've been busted. They've been tore up. So what does it matter? Think about it a minute. They have enough faith to believe that, 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 that America is going to come and fill that hotel up and it's going to have a packed capacity every week. And every month that thing's going to produce a revenue. And here we are as believers living in this country for all of our lives. Don't know whether God loves us enough to bless us that way or not. So we just walk around and say, God, I don't understand what you're doing. I know you're trying to do something in me. And we, we, we procrastinate and we go over and over in our minds about what we're going to do. And I, I talk to people all the time. And they're going to do this and they're going to do that. And they're going to do this and they're going to do that. And they're going to do this and, and they're going to 
going to do that. And they walk through life and they say, you know what, I'm, I'm believing God. He's going to do it. God's going to hit me when the time's right. God's going to hit me when the time's right. Well, it's never going to get right because that's not that's hope. Hope is in the future. Hope is not now. Now faith is up to things hopeful. You don't, you don't get saved in the future. You're saved now. Why? Because if you look up that actual word for salvation there, it lingered in the past and it brought results in the now. The moment Jesus already saw everybody in the world saved. He saw everybody delivered. He saw everybody freed. But the moment you acknowledge what he had done, immediately your life was transformed. Now in his mind it was already transformed, but it wasn't transformed in your mind. And once you grabbed and said, you know what, I just believe and I'm, I'm going to rest. I'm going to rest that I know, that I know, that I know that God's doing something wonderful in my life and that God is manifesting something wonderful in my life and that God's doing a supernatural thing in my life. That's why when he got when, when Jesus was there and he went into the city of God and he said this in Luke chapter 4 verse 18, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, guys, because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the covenant of sight to the blind, and set at liberty those who are oppressed. Isn't that amazing that Acts 10 38 said how God anointed Jesus and that's the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and healing all that was oppressed of the enemy. Why? Because God was with him. You know there's so many people oppressed. There's so many people dealing with depression. There's so many people dealing with struggles in their life. They're dealing with opposition in their life because they will not grab hold of this simple message. I've got to do something to pay God back. I've got to do something to make God happy. My friend, God is absolutely enthusiastically overwhelmed with you right now because he's happy with Jesus and because of Jesus you've been made whole. Just simply believe and rest. That's the beauty of grace.